The Infertility Podcast is a place of inspiration for every season in life, a resource where listeners can be encouraged to push past obstacles and be motivated by individual stories. The premise of infertility is understanding the season you are in and realizing that there are strategies that can be implemented to enjoy a fertile season. Now on with the show. Welcome to the season finale of the Infertility Podcast. I can't believe we are closing out season two and this is episode 50. Like, wow. When this all started, I didn't know what would come from it. And so I want to thank you all for continuing on with this journey with me, uh, with this podcast. I didn't know, you know, who would listen to the podcast, who would um, support it. And honestly, I think I said this in season one, I, I just thought it would be like my friends and my family um, supporting me uh, in this journey. But since season one, my mind has been blown. And I can honestly say um, in the past year, because the podcast has celebrated a year, uh, I've truly have grown as well. And so we've hit over 7,000 downloads, which may not seem, you know, crazy um, as, as far as if you compare it to other podcasts um, out there. But, you know, with no advertising, with no real um, funding or backing and ads or what have you, um, I think that it is a, an amazing accomplishment. Um, also since season one, you know, I think I said this before, we have listeners, um, globally and I did some research on where we have listeners and our listeners span from the United States, Canada, UK, Australia, France, Norway, Ireland, Israel, Mexico, Singapore, Switzerland, Denmark, Russia, the Netherlands, Ghana, Italy, Argentina, Brazil, Costa Rica, Germany, the Philippines, Japan, Trinidad and Tobago, uh, Turkey, Sweden, uh, Bahamas, Jamaica, Indonesia, Guatemala, Aruba, the U.S. Virgin Islands, and so much more. And as I was looking at the statistics for the podcast, I was able to see what the top 10 um, podcast episodes have been year to date. And so, of course, the intro has the most uh, listens um, as people have kind of progressed and listened to different episodes. Usually they start with the intro. Uh, So the intro is the number one episode. Then we have the pregnancy loss a story uh, episode that was uh, with Bonnie. Uh, so uh, the pregnancy loss, Shade's journey, Grace during infertility made it in the top 10, the four seasons of life, which uh, talk about really my ministry and my approach to life and looking at it from the lens of four seasons. Um, the seven year wait part one and part two made, made it in the top 10. Um, Fabiola's uh, journey, uh, her pregnancy uh, loss story uh, was uh, in the top 10 when we spoke about what in the PCOS and I had Jennifer come in and and talk about what PCOS and and, and her uh, experience with PCOS that made it in 
the top 10. Faith Over Fear made it in the top 10. And Strategy for Singleness with my sister, Jerielle Prudent, that made it in the top 10. So all of that is amazing. But I wanted to remind everyone that I'm actually still knee deep in this infertility journey. And the past couple of months have not been easy. And I had a conversation with a childhood friend over the weekend and we were just catching up and she complimented me on, uh, you know, how consistent the podcast has been and the content that, you know, we're putting out. And she was just really encouraging me to to push forward and just saying how, how proud um, she is of me. And I was totally, you know, grateful for her kind words. I told her, thank you. And I told her in all transparency, this has not been easy. Uh, it's one thing to, you know, receive your blessing, you know, attain your goal, um, have, you know, what you want to achieve and be done with a particular chapter in your life and then come to the place and encourage others and provide support and provide encouragement. And it's another thing to be in the midst of the storm, in the midst of this journey. And this particular journey is is very difficult. Um, and trying to remain positive, trying to remain consistent and push forward. So I want to tell you that season two was not easy to get through. Dealing with a global pandemic, uh, the isolation um, from my family. I think I've said this, you know, in in previous episodes, I'm really close with my family um, and I have a close group of friends. So being in isolation from my family and my friends, um, being on furlough for about two months and, um, you know, thank God I am back at work. I'm finally back at work. Um, But being on furlough for about two months and honestly, the constant day-to-day bad news um, from family and friends has really been, um, for the lack of a better word, it's really just been draining. Um, it has not been easy. I I know I, I often tell people, you know, if they ask me how I'm doing, I'm, I say, you know, I'm taking it day by day. And there were some weeks I'll be completely transparent I was literally taking it hour by hour. I have family that um, reside in New York. And as you know, uh, for some time, New York was the epicenter of the virus. Um, And my grandfather is a pastor of a church and lost um, several members. My uncle, who's also a pastor in New York, lost a member who, you know, if you look at these um, individuals that were members of these congregations, they have been long, they have been in the congregation longer than I've been alive. And so um, it's just been really devastating. Uh, People receiving news of, you know, various, you know, illnesses um, and, you know, life is still happening. Things are still happening in the midst of, this pandemic in the midst of, you know, me also carrying my own, you know, burden um, in this season. And it has been uh, really difficult. 
you know, it has not been easy. And I'm definitely an individual that is an empath. I'm very empathetic. And um, this season has been really, really heavy on me. Um, seeing those that I'm really close to suffering and, and going through different trials, you know, um, dealing with, you know, different things. It has, in all, in all honesty, has been really, really difficult um, to go through in the past couple of months. And I think it's really important to put that out there because I think, you know, I'll speak for myself. I think sometimes I make things look easy as many of you do. Um, and honestly, that's by the grace of God. However, it's a reminder to everyone that's listening to have grace for people. You never know what someone is going through. And just because they have a smile on their face, um, and they're, you know, seemingly, you know, pushing through and, and advancing, that doesn't mean everything is going great or things are perfect. And so it's important to extend grace to other people. And I'm learning that as people have opened up and shared certain things that they're going through in the season. And I'm like, really? Like, I thought everything was okay, you know? And it wasn't okay. And so it's important to, uh, extend grace to other people and uh, I'm also learning that it's really important to be intentional about checking in on people. And y'all, people are hurting in this season. Uh, and we really need to open up our eyes. We need to, you know, really vocalize and see and ask what are people going through, you know, um, and ask those in-depth questions that will give us the answers that we need when checking up on each other. And it's important, especially because of everything that's going on, that we check in on people, check in on those who are close to you. Even if it's, if it's a, hey, how are you doing? If you need anything, please know that I'm here. Um you know, don't feel afraid to ask for help and that sort of thing. I think it's important for us to extend grace to other people. Also, um, I'm learning in this season that it's important to extend grace to ourselves. So all of the, all of the feelings that, you know, we're going through, all the feelings that you are experiencing, you need to understand that those feelings are valid. So if it's feelings of anger, sadness, frustration, um, feelings, you know, stuck, feeling isolated, all of those feelings are valid. And I really was trying to think, you know, how would I close out um, this uh, season, uh, season two, how would I close out this episode? And so I wanted to share some things that helped me keep focus in the past two to three months, um, you know, in dealing with the pandemic and dealing with being on furlough and dealing with um, receiving, you know, back to back, you know, bad news. I'm telling you, sometimes I feel like I have PTSD because when certain people call me, I'm like, okay, what happened? Did something happen? You know, because I'm waiting and anticipating bad news. And it's really you know, crazy that this is the place that we've gotten to. So I want to um, share with you 
um, a couple of things that have has helped me in the past two to three months um, in hopes that it will help you in the coming months on dealing with this you know, season that we're all, we're, we're all finding ourselves in. Um, the first thing I want to offer up is, you know, keep your end goal, your end destination in mind. So every time I wanted to give up, I had to think about my end goal. So as an example for the podcast, um, you know, I had to keep in my mind that it, you know, I really wanted to do at minimum, two seasons of this podcast. And so that is an internal goal that I had. Um, I wanted to put, you know, make my mark, uh, you know, in this platform, in this area, and put content out that was dealing with this topic and dealing with, you know, seasons that we all go through, whether singleness, you know, whether being on furlough, whether, you know, whatever the case may be, I knew that I wanted to make it to at least the at the end of two seasons. And I also understood the impact on others if I were to quit, you know, um, and I wanted to really push myself to remain committed and consistent in this season. So my question to you is, what is your end goal? What is the final destination or the next stop or the next step that you want to achieve in this season? And keep that in the forefront of your mind. Like if you have to write it down, if it's something that, um, you know, during my time in furlough, I had a, I still had a really strict um, schedule in Excel and I like time blocked and I said, okay, from this and this time, I'm doing this and this and this time, I'm going to do this, even if it was just resting, to be honest. Um, I had a schedule down. And so part of my schedule was, you know, what are the three things I want to achieve in this day? What are the, the things that are going to help me reach my end goal? And so you started to see, if you kind of look back on season two, you kind of see that I really revved up with interviewing other people, um, because I had the time, you know, I had the time to do so. And so that was one way for me to remain consistent. I was scheduling interviews. I was, um, being approached by individuals on social media to be interviewed, which I am truly grateful for. Um, and so that really helped push me to my end goal. So again, what is your end goal? What is your you know, final destination or even the next stop or the next step to, you know, your destination, um, keep that in the forefront of your mind. And this really helps you look forward and um, focus on the task at hand and to really not kind of look in the rearview mirror and be looking at the past, okay? And it even helps you to kind of push past some of those fears that may be growing in your mind. So that's the first thing, keep your end goal in mind. The second is take breaks when necessary. So you're like, okay, um, isn't your furlough a break? Well, if you listen to my husband, um, I was not on furlough, I was not on a break because I was taking classes, I was attending virtual conferences, I was reading, I was writing, um, and so, you know, he would be looking at me like, this is not really a break for you. Um, but in my mind, it was definitely a slower pace than what I am used to. But even in the time that we are in now, make sure you are taking breaks. Um, breaks are so necessary. And I'm not 
only talking about resting because that's of course very important but even taking breaks from social media taking breaks from the news um taking breaks from certain conversations that we are kind of like pushed um to to discuss and sometimes it becomes overwhelming so take breaks from from all of those things take breaks from be from being on quote unquote on like you know sometimes you have to kind of put it on a face you know Take a break from that. Like, be real with yourself and be like, okay, you know, today I'm just not feeling it. And that is okay. <laughs> um, and the other thing is break, you know, take a break from the monotony of each day. I think sometimes we get into the routine of things. Um, and when we get into the routine of things, things get kind of boring. And so I encourage you to even take breaks from the monotony of each day. Take breaks, get some fresh air, relax and release, you know, you know, do some deep breathing, um, take some breaks. All right. The third thing I want to leave you with is accept your feelings and don't run from them. So this is kind of loaded. Um, it's a major one. So, uh, and I think we might need to revisit this one on its own, um, episode itself and accepting your feelings and not running from them. So one of the things I have experienced and, um, talking to other, um, friends and family members, I know that they have experienced it as well. And that is in the time of quarantine, we have had to, time to kind of sit in our thoughts. And there were things that many of us thought we were over. Um, many of us thought we were, you know, healed from. Um, but that, you know, the way we were so busy before and now everything kind of came to a screeching halt, you had time to sit down and be in your thoughts. And for me personally, there were things that I thought I was over um, in my heart, in my mind. You know, I forgave, you know, those individuals um, and moved on. But I didn't deal with certain things that were said. And I'm speaking to my experience personally. So certain things that were said um, and those things became my inner voice. And so I came to a place where I had to ask myself, why am I thinking this way? You know, why is this my inner voice? Um, this is not, you know, what I'm kind of accustomed to. And I had to trace it back to what certain people have said, um, either to me directly or what I you know, heard through the grapevine of what was said. And so I had to deal with that. I had to unpack those feelings. I had to unpack what was said and, and deal with the root cause of how that became my inner voice. And I had to tackle them head on. And let me tell you, it was rough. Um, it was not easy, but it was necessary. Um, it was ugly. There were tears. Uh, and I had to re... Um, frame my mind in the way that I think and realize, you know, hurt people hurt people. And so a lot of things that people say and a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of things people do come from a place of hurt. And so um, you have to look at it from that lens and be able to unpack that and say, okay, is this something that is truly, you know, me or is it something that someone said because they were hurt? And so I had to really 
um, deal with that. And so what, one thing I want to say about accepting your feelings and not running from them is the importance of healing. And you have to heal. Um, if you don't heal those deep-seated and deep-rooted issues, and I made a post about this a while back, is, you know, you'll think your wound is, you know, healed. And, you know, something, a little thing might just kind of chip at it and cause that scab to kind of open. And what happens is you're going to end up bleeding on people that have nothing to do with the situation. Situations that happened maybe 10 years ago, you thought you were healed, the you know scab has kind of formed onto um, you know the wound, you're walking around thinking everything is great, I forgive, I forget, I'm moving forward, and then something happens that triggers you that takes a little piece of that scab off and then you're bleeding. And then you're bleeding on people that have absolutely nothing to do with the original source of that scab. And so what God really revealed to me in the past two to three months, and it's going to lead into my next point, is I had to get to a place of healing because if I did not heal those wounds fully, I cannot make it to the next step. And oftentimes we're stuck because we don't want to heal. We're stuck because we think we're healed, but we're not. And so it's important that you accept your feelings, you accept those thoughts, don't run from them, unpack them, and figure out how you're going to move forward. And it's not going to be easy. You know, I don't want to sit here and lie and and say, oh, it's going to be a walk in the park. It's going to be, you know, fine. It is really difficult because you're not only looking at yourself yourself from other lenses, but you're looking at yourself through your own lens. And sometimes we're our harshest critic. Um, I'm one that is uh, very harsh on myself. Um, I I often say like, nobody can kind of chew me out more than I can. So you have to heal, you know, you have to heal. That's what it is. And that leads me to the next point. Um, get a therapist or counselor. So, you know, I'm big on, um, therapy. I think it's very important. And so, um, in January, I think since January, I've spoken about doing the inner work that is necessary. And, and oftentimes, uh, you cannot do the inner work just by yourself. Okay. So as I encouraged you all to do the inner work that is necessary, I think, since the beginning of the year, um, since the beginning of season two, if I recall correctly, I've stated, you know, it's important for us to do the inner work. Now, when I said that, I did not know where the path would lead for me personally. Um, But eventually, um, it did take Woody and I both to seek out therapy and a therapist that specializes in infertility. And one of the big reasons why I felt like this was important um, was I want to be in a place where I'm healthy all around. You know, um, sometimes we just focus on physical health, um, whether that be like losing weight, um, eating right, and that sort of thing, 
or for women who are going through this journey of infertility, you know, making sure that everything is is functioning appropriately in your reproductive health. Um, so we focus on those things. However, I think it's also important to make sure that you are um, taking care of your mental health. And so my thing was, you know, I often see that people believe if they receive their blessing or they receive the next step, it's going to heal what is kind of the underlining issue. So for me personally, I didn't want it to be that I get pregnant, I have a child or adopt and have a child and then that be the um, solution to what I'm feeling and what I'm experiencing. I wanted to to unpack, you know, what I went through uh, last year, how it shifted my way of thinking, you know, you know, why, you know, how, you know, what I went through as far as like my emotions, you know, feeling angry, feeling sad, um, going through um, seasons where I was like losing faith and that sort of thing and, and unpack all of those things and see how I can move forward with my husband, you know? And Woody has been pushing for us to do this type of um, therapy and counseling since last year, since after the first loss. But, you know, sometimes you kind of just sweep things on the rug. You're like, oh, okay, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Until something happens and you're triggered and you're like, wait, this is not me. Like this. And that's exactly what happened to me is like, wait, I got upset off of that. And that is truly not who I am, you know? So there's an underlining thing that I need to resolve. And so, um, although it's just been about three sessions that we've had, it's really been helpful, um, in, you know, cleaning out the dust from under the rug, um, and making sure that we have a fresh perspective, that we are in a place of, um, you know, being healed, um, spiritually and mentally and being in a good place for whenever God d- decides to bless us with a child. So I encourage you all to get a therapist, get a counselor. Um, I know, you know, insurance doesn't always cover, you know, therapy and counseling. I know it is a uh, investment. And so even for the both of us, it was definitely an investment, especially saying, you know, I was, you know, on furlough when we started and, um, you know, we were trying to be very conservative with our spending, but the same way if I was sick and needed to go to the doctor, um, and I would pay a copay, um, I just looked at it that way, you know? So it's important to make the investment in yourself and, um, Therapy and counseling is definitely a great investment. So I encourage you to do so. And the last point that I, um, oh no, second to last point, I want to um, discuss with you guys is increase your fasting and prayer. So you already know, I was gonna put that in there. Um, It is important that prayer and fasting is part of your daily, weekly spiritual regimen. Okay, so fasting is vital to your walk with Christ. And, you know, really looking in retrospect, you know, we get so busy. We get so busy in our routines. Um, we get so busy in, you know, life and things happening that certain things spiritually get put in the, on the back burner. But it's important that 
you find time to spend in prayer and in fasting. Um, Fasting allows us to refocus and not only refocus, but to hear from God. And I think that's the most important piece. And so um, during the time of furlough and now continuing Woody and I have really made it part of our um, spiritual regimen to fast one day a week. Um, We have a a couple that kind of keeps us accountable. We um, pray throughout the day, you know, individually and then collectively at 6 um, p.m. We come together and pray together. Uh, And I think that is just so necessary to have that time set aside to really tune everything out and tune into what God has to say in this season. And so um, I really encourage you all to make prayer and fasting part of your weekly, daily uh, routine. Um, And the final point is um, speak to, you know, a couple people, one or two people, two to three people who can speak life over you. So get some friends, get some family members who speak life over you who encourage you, who pray with you, who call and say, hey, how are you doing? What prayer requests do you have? Let me pray for you and actually pray. You know what I mean? Actually stop what they're doing and pray with you. I think that is so important and it's so vital, especially with everything that we have going on, you know, right now. It is so vital that we stay connected um, and stay in prayer. And so it's important that you have those individuals around you who not only say, hey, I'm here for you, but they will actually pray for you and not just say, I'll pray for you. And then that be the prayer. (laughs) So um, get some people around you that, you know, ask you, hey, how are you doing? What are your prayer requests in this season? And let me pray for you. I think that is so important. It's so key. And I'm so grateful Um, For the past, you know, three to four months, I've really had a group of individuals who consistently did that, you know, hey, how are you doing? What are your requests? Let's get on FaceTime and pray. Let's get on, you know, um, Zoom and pray. Um, I think that's really, really vital and really critical uh, in the season that we're in right now. So remember, keep your end goal in mind. Take breaks when necessary. Accept your feelings. Don't run for them from them. Get a therapist or counselor. Increase your fasting and your prayers. And speak to individuals, two to three individuals, who can speak life over you and who can connect with you in prayer. So season one is done. Season two is a wrap. And I am so grateful for the connections I've made with different podcasters in this season, the bonds that I strengthened with individuals that I already knew um, and were able to interview um, during the past couple of months. Um, And I'm grateful, truly, 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 truly grateful um, that I have been able to assist individuals um, along the way. Um, And I'll be honest, I 
did not plan to have a season three. Um, but I have received so much support uh, via social media, um, individuals who know me, you know, personally sending me text messages, calling. Um, but most importantly, I got the green light from God to continue. So there will be a season three. <laughs> um, with everything going on, uh, I just ask that you give me grace and, you know, we're in this together and we will, you know, remain committed and consistent. Um, we know that, you know, if we look back at the last, you know, six months, six, yeah, six months, uh, there have been highs and there have been a lot of lows, but we have persevered. We've made it this far. Um, we are in the second half of the year officially. And, um, I just, you know, hope that this podcast will continue to be a beacon of light in what can be a very, very dark season. Um, I need your support to continue on. So, you know, continue sending those messages because honestly, God is using you guys because every single time I'm like, there's not going to be a season three. Um, someone would call me, someone would text me, someone would DM me and I'm like, oh, come on. But <laughs> I know that it is for the greater good. Um, but I do, you know, want you all to recognize that this is definitely a challenge um, for me, uh, it is definitely a challenge uh, for my husband and I with everything that's going on because life is still happening and we are still on this journey um, after almost three years. So it's it's been a lot of ups and downs, but I know that the best is yet to come. So again, thank you so much for the support and I will catch you all in season three. Ciao. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Infertility Podcast. Be sure to connect with me via social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Joseph or on Facebook, Master Mentor and Minister, or you can visit my website, which is www.iamdaniellejoseph.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.